You're listening to Pop Apologists. This week, we take off our comedy wannabe hats and just sit down as two sisters as I hear for the very first time all about Lauren's perfect, blissful pastoral engagement. Yes, that's right. We saved our very first talk of it for the pod. This week's episode is a little bit more special than hilarious, so feel free to tune in next week if you want to save yourself the sap. Either way, buckle in, baby. Well, 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 here we are. Here we are indeed. Episode 10, it's a little late. But better late than never, people. Better late than never, certainly. I just want to say, we don't get paid for this podcast. We wish we did. We wish we were just like sitting on gold coins because of pop apologists Mm -hmm. and, you know, gilded estates. But to this point, we've seen zero dollars come in. (laughs) So... This is, in fact, something we do for fun. We hope to always have it out right on time. I'm committed to that, just not this week. (laughs) She's committed, but she's not that committed, and that's okay. I'm just going to say, everyone, expectations for our consistency, keep them low. Keep Keep them low. Keep your hopes high, but your expectations low. Shin level. Shin level expectations is great. Might as well just wear some shin guards. Take it back to AYSO days on Wednesdays, just in case you look on your podcast app and it's like a kick in the shins Mm -hmm. because there's not a new episode of Pop of All. We don't have our SHIT together. (laughs) Oh, Chandler, when are you going to learn mom is not listening? You don't have to worry about it. Well, actually, it's funny. Today, she goes, what are you going to record the podcast about today? And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. And then she's like, well, what was it about last week? And I'm like, I didn't even listen. (laughs) Like, you... You rat bastard. You didn't even listen last week. Can we just say what the experience is like of calling our mother? Because I feel like for most people, when they call their mother, it is like, oh, hey, hello, Susan. Hello, Susie. I'd love to chat with you. Oh, can you stay on the phone for a long time? Mm -hmm. When can we get lunch? Like, or heaven forbid, also, their mother calls them, Mm -hmm. you know, because that is, I think, a common experience um, of daughters everywhere. It's it's a classic story of you never have enough time for your mom, but like she's always there waiting by beside the phone to just like talk to you endlessly for hours mm-hmm. and wire money. That's not the Bledsoe girl experience. No, it's most certainly not. I would like to say that our mom plays hard to get with us 99% of the time. Oh my gosh. Okay, before we dig into this, can we talk about mom playing hard to get as kids? Yes. So... Deb's dating advice when we were kids was always like so aggressive. Like she talked about her dating advice like a nuclear physicist would talk mm-hmm. passionately about like the, the dangers, yeah, of like nuclear bombs or yes. or that like is- just like it, it was so incredibly impassioned her speeches on dating. I mean, I think mom could arguably give an entire TEDx conference solo on dating. Do you disagree? I don't even know that that would be enough time. You're right. I don't know that it would be enough time. She would need like a month long retreat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One of my distinctest, most fond memories is being in a minivan that she drove when she was like, I don't know, when we were young, very young. And I just remember her saying like her cell phone ringing. Maybe we weren't in the minivan at that point. Maybe we were in like the 
suburban. It's not relevant. But I remember her cell phone ringing and she didn't pick it up because it was my dad calling. And she said, girls, sometimes you have to let a man have some mystery in his life. (laughs) (laughs) And we were like six, just like lollipops in our mouths, just like dumbfounded, just so confused why she wasn't answering the phone. Talked to her dad. But my... She would say, girls, men are hunters and never deny them the joy of the chase. (laughs) Oh, I'm getting the chills. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I have two glaring memories of mom getting involved in my dating life. The first one is when I was about to get like I was I was having my first romantic encounter. This was a summer after church camp. And we him and I were like going to meet at a sanctioned church function. And I remember mom saying like mom being like is he gonna hold your hand like what's gonna happen I was like 15 maybe and mom go and then mom's like well show me how you hold hands so I like grabbed her hand and she was like (laughs) she was like you're pretty bad at that oh my gosh I know exactly because you didn't do the interlaced fingers she taught me to interlace fingers I did. I don't. I think I did the interlaced fingers. Like I, I had seen a rom com by that time. Like I know what it looks like to hold hands and be in love, and I clear. I think like my my grip was a little bit limp. I don't know. Anyways, that was like devastating. That was like soul crushing. And then I remember on the night that I did get my first kiss, she totally like told me she didn't like my outfit. But jokes (laughs) on her because still got that smooch. Her dating advice. It is iconic growing up. She just made it so clear that you needed to be like the innocent dove in a field and a man is like a world-weary hunter just looking for his next kill. Like you need to be a sitting duck for him. Duck or dove. Either way, you just need to be a bird of prey, okay? (laughs) And... And that is how you get the guy. You do not get the guy by asking him out. No. By showing any overt interest. Like, they should be confused about whether you like them 20 years into marriage. I mean, that's how you keep a guy's attention. I totally remember this. I also think that a perfect example of this is that mom and dad got engaged. And when mom told her roommates, her roommates asked, to who? <laughs> because also, mom got dated for nine months, I believe, yeah. and we're not speaking for six of them. Yes, yeah. This is a true story. To mom, getting engaged basically meant okay, we're gonna start exclusively dating. Like, yeah. you didn't. No, no, it wasn't that. It was just that you did not date someone exclusively until they had proposed to you. Like, yeah. other oh, than yeah. that, we were going on dates with with every you know John in town, every suitor around the block, around the creamery. And you were ordering the cheapest thing on the menu and mm-hmm. pecking at it. Like mom's goal, mom's, what she taught us was like, whatever you do, just do not be yourself. Like literally pretend to be just the most fawn like doe eyed creature. And then once they, you know, commit just you can that at that point, you can start, you know, like a, like a reverse butterfly. Like peeling off your wings <laughs> and becoming the worm that you really are. Exactly. <laughs> wow, that was a beautiful metaphor. Thank my you. My gosh. You know, I took a little bit of a different route with my current fiance, I should say. Oh my and gosh. Let me just tell you, people, sometimes and you now- give them the milk for free and they still buy the cow. <laughs> that is horrendous to hear, but we are happy to hear that he bought the cow. <laughs> 
I mean, I just, you know, I just went against all the, all the playbook measures and really worked out. And I'm really just glad mom's never going to listen to this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to now need to take a cold shower after hearing that. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. Okay, I'm sorry. I forgot that you're so innocent. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so he's now your fiance. Do you want to share how we got here? Because th- it's been a road. It has been a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll share how we got here. Start us off, San Clemente High School, to class of 2009. Kick us off. I did not know Kagan, but Kagan and I apparently were in the same high school class. I didn't know his sister. He has a twin sister who I was in a class with. We weren't like good friends or anything, but we just, you know, knew who each other were. And, and, but I didn't know Kagan existed. Okay. What class Until, was it? Oh, I'm so excited to talk about Kagan. We sh- we were in cultures together junior year. Cultures. Oh, okay. Can't act better than me. I took cultures too. Well, I'm always a little ashamed to, t- to say to cultures because I mean, I means I didn't do AP Lit, but let's exactly. not get into it. Wait, no, you didn't means you didn't do AP Euro. Yes, exactly. I did not Which do the AP Euro. The greatest shame of why high school. I didn't. I know we probably both could have hacked. I it, would but... love to sit in on AP Euro. Yeah, and see now just that I don't have to go to a job every day. <laughs> I know. Brutal. Because that was always the hardest AP. Sorry, this is derailing your fiance. This is story. so dumb. Let's 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 move yeah. on. No okay. one cares about San Clemente High School yeah. class difficulty levels. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, I did not know Kagan until I was 27 years old, and I was swiping on Bumble, and up came this real fine piece of ass. Ooh. Uh, okay. And I remember. No, he was just so beautiful and Mm -hmm. he was also like his bio was like I like thinking about big ideas and how to make the world a better place and he just seemed like a smart thoughtful person Mm -hmm. but he was 26 and I was 27 and I just thought I do not need a young buck distracting me from my ultimate goal which is a lifelong partnership yeah and so I really did not give him the time of day so you it was bumble so you had to message him first so what was yes I did what was your go-to message I think I said I like your face or something like that. Just really went in for the kill. Cute. That's fun. We have to to ask him what I said. I I know it was like something aggressively like I'm attracted to you. I honestly, I admire the the gumption because I don't think I could ever come right out of the gate saying that, but it's probably, I I like it. It worked out. Okay. So you swipe, you swipe right. Yes, I'm. I don't know how you want to pace this conversation, so I'm gonna let you lead it because okay. I feel like I could. We this could become a an epic saga, and Papa Paul just could go away, and it could just be the Kagan and Lawrence relationship podcast. So I'm gonna let you lead it. <laughs> Which but is, yes, I did swipe right. I already bought that domain name, so I hope oh, you know, that's in the works. <laughs> oh my gosh! Great. Of course, you'll probably make me bid on it. Thanks for uh, spoiling that. Cool. Yeah, like a la mom. Sidebar: Our mom buys domain names and then wants to jack up the prices when people need to buy them. That she bought part. all of our names, like ChandlerBlesso.com, LaurenBlesso.com, just to save them for us. And then, heaven forbid, we actually want to use them because it's like, I don't know my GoDaddy login. It's very yeah. strange. I mean, I have mine back, but it was a, it was an intense battle to get it back. But anywho, okay. We digress. We digress. You swipe right on Mumble. I like your face. Maybe like hard eyes. I can totally see you doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, cute, flirty. Oh, no. And then I said, let's, get, let's meet up. Because oh, wow. for me, I was a power dater. I yeah. was very, very. I was a power dater. I wanted to to get go on a lot of first dates because I know instantly whether I like you and whether this is going to be 
something. And I went on probably, I don't know. I went on hundreds of first dates. What? Because hundreds? I easily went on hundreds of first oh dates. Oh my gosh. I mean, oh. I also was dating till I was 27. But yes, I went on hundreds of first dates um, because I just felt like I'm going to know immediately whether I like you or not and whether we're going to date. I wouldn't know immediately if we're going to be lifelong partners, but I'll know if we're going to date. And that, yeah, like, so that's, I mean, I'm going to figure that out. I'm going to figure that out in two minutes after meeting you, an hour of getting coffee or a cocktail or something. So that I'd rather spend an hour getting a, a quick coffee with you than spend three weeks texting you. Totally. Sorry, that sounds exhausting. I remember you telling me to treat dating like a job. And I think that's really smart advice. It's just something you have to set aside time for. You have to get dressed up for. You have to do it when you don't want to do it. But it works out. It's so unromantic to say, but literally my first day with Kagan, I was walking into um, the restaurant and I just thought, I'm exhausted. Like, I am so tired for my work day. There's nothing I want to be doing less than going on a date right now. Yep. But I just thought, this is how you meet someone. You go on the date. You just go on dates. And I literally had that thought. And it was so funny because after our first date, Kagan was like, I'd really like to see you again. And he said that I looked at him with, like, shock in my eyes because I was felt I was so tired on the date. Like, I just didn't feel like I was that even that good of a time. So anyway. I mean, also that's another sidebar. When you are tired, Lauren, like you completely pass out. Like a disengage. You you completely disengage when you're tired. You really don't have like a happy medium where you're just like, oh, I'm getting a little sleepy, but I can still like, you know, be normal. No, there's no normal. Hold the conversation. No. When I was a kid, my I would tell my mom, it's happening. I'm getting tired. And then she would have to like find a bench or like a couple <laughs> seats in a restaurant for me to to crash on. Like you were so. having a seizure or something, but really you're just freaking falling asleep like a yeah. lazy exactly (laughs) okay okay so anyways you have a courtship talk about the courtship but keep it short okay so so our courtship kagan i'm talking about you on the podcast right now kagan just walked in oh my gosh i know speaking of the devil okay so our courtship now i'm now i'm like very self-conscious our courtship was i mean i can recount what i remember from your courtship. yeah what do you remember I was about to graduate from BYU, and so I remember you calling me and telling me that you had kind of been going on dates with this guy, and that I remember you showing me pictures of him, and I was definitely dazzled by his good looks. I won't lie. I'm a red-blooded American woman. And That's why we're related. <laughs> so I just remember you being really excited about it, and then I, I remember you were coming up for my graduation, and I asked if he was going to come with you, and you were like, it's too soon. But, like, it, it was budding. It was budding into something beautiful yeah, and amazing. You know, our relationship began really, really slowly. Like, we went on one date a week. I had to go on a trip to China for work during our, during our like, initial six weeks of dating. And I had, a, honestly, some really stressful things happen around that time. And I literally didn't – I didn't even text him for, like, a week he says I ghosted him. I did not ghost him. I was just completely caught up in something else. So anyway, we had this moment where like he thought I ghosted him. I really didn't. But yeah, the first six weeks, it was a slow build. Like I really, really liked him. But I also was really used to guys being like, not all guys, not even close. But when I dated someone, I was kind of used to a whirlwind at the beginning. Like I was mm-hmm. used to a guy 
saying a lot of really romantic stuff really early. And that was yeah. just not Kagan. Kagan was way more rational. He's way more thoughtful. He's way more measured. And so I think that that was just an initial something that took me some time to get used to, you know? Totally. Um, so anyway, so yeah, it was a it was a little bit of a slow start, but then we ended up well, I'll, I'll chime in. I remember he actually recently told me this story again about you allegedly ghosting him. And he was like, I had this whole plan. Like when she texted me, he was like, I deleted her number. Like when she texted me, I was going to be like, oh, what? Who? And then he was like, the minute she texted me, I was like, so, so excited. I just like fell right back into it. Aww. That was cute. Yeah, um, I really lucked out. I really lucked out that he gave me the time of day after that. So then how did we get to this past weekend? Well, Kagan and I had decided that we'd get married in January-ish. I was hoping that we would be engaged by June 1st. That was my, that was my goal. <laughs> like, let's, I felt like we fully committed that we were going to get married. And then I thought, let's give it six months so that the engagement process can be a total surprise. Yep. And then, and so, like, let's just take it slow. But Corona had other plans. Yeah, coronavirus had other plans. Kagan also was really intent on getting uh, the diamond for my ring with a fr- family friend. And that process took a long time. Um, and anyway, there was just, it was a winding road, people. But eventually, we you know, we got the ring and then I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming pretty quick. And I was hoping that it would come, that we would do it on this little trip we we're going to in Santa Barbara. Yes. You, you thought it was going to happen this weekend because you had bought outfits for every single night, just in case. That's the obnoxious part. I looked on my credit card, $6,000. Oh, no. <gasps> I bought $2,500 worth of dresses from Revolve. Here's the thing, people. You get it, you try it on, you send it back. Tags attached, it's new. It's creating a virtual dressing room. Mm-hmm. This is something, this is Courtney's fault, really. Our sister Courtney, this is really something she has taught me. But yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, has great things I bought driven us both into more debt than we're Into poverty, bankruptcy, whatever you want to call I it. I don't know how in the hell this happened, but somehow I'm a person who shops way more than I ever did. And I used to just get her old clothes for free. And now I'm literally lining her pocket with my credit card. Our sister has an Instagram account for anyone who doesn't know. It's called Great Things I Bought. She's a stunning woman. And she dresses impeccably. She's truly a tastemaker as far as fashion goes. And she really loves it and has a great eye. And anyway, yes, because of her, like I... I had bought an engagement dress and then I kind of was started talking to her about it and she started sending me all these links to like $700 dresses that uh. she just thought were like very important that I potentially buy for this uh. for this or just try on. Like what's so uh. funny about Courtney is when she was sending me dresses they were like this one will have this one has fruit on it which represents like the garden of Eden. Like <laughs> it was just like this whole philosophy about Wait, like she was need- she was providing some uh, exposition on why each dress was important. I mean, there were certain dresses she was really passionate about. Wow. It was just like fruit, fertility, like marriage. Like, it was just like, okay, okay. Yes, I do think it's a beautiful dress. Um, actually, I, it was so funny. I was like, this kind of fashion consulting is, is really like your wedding gift to us. So thank you. But none of wow. it paid off. None of it paid off. That's yeah, for sure. It really didn't. 
So I thought it might happen on this trip. I was pretty sure. But then we're also going on a few more little fun getaways or just Mm -hmm. like little trips. And I, I didn't know, but I was hoping it would. Well, okay. Let me, let me, let me add a little bit of texture to this story. You essentially, you knew that there were some significant moments coming up and that despite COVID, you were still going to get proposed to. So you were on the ready. You were literally preparing for every single potential outing over the next two months. Yeah, exactly. But I think I was, I knew that, I knew that it was happening and I knew that Kagan would want to celebrate. He would want to do it early so we could just kind of celebrate the whole time. At least that seemed totally rational to me. Yeah. So I was pretty sure it was happening on this weekend. Okay. So what happened? So, okay. So the first day we go to this winery called Sunstone Winery and Look it up, people. It's you look at the pictures online, it's a European castle set in the hills of the Santa Inez Mountains. It's just absolutely stunning. It it's are like you, where celebrities get married. It's fabulous. Are you wearing the dress of with fruit on it for fertility or to signify grapes and wine? <laughs> The the fruit fertility dress ended up not coming in time. So I actually have I have th- I have a one in petite, one in medium, and one in small that arrived all after we left, sitting right now in my living room that I have to ship back because they're like super strict return policies. Anyway, I might actually into that. I might buy one of those off of you. We can circle. Yeah, back it's really that. it's really pretty. But we'll, we'll talk. We'll offline that. Okay, so you're at this European castle in Central. But I Alabama. have a really pretty dress on, and we go. We walk in, and the area for the actual winery is completely underwhelming. It's not even at the pictures online. Ugh. It is just like kind of lame, to be honest. Like it's it's cute, but there's no view, and it's just not special. And it's like a crowded picnic area with a lot of people with LA hats on. Which, Disgusting. I hate them. Yeah. And they're literally taking selfies with putting their hands in LA symbols. That's <gasps> what I would, that, that is what surrounded us. That may have been my so, life before, but that is not my life anymore. No. And also the drive up was kind of stressful because we ended up leaving later than we should have. And so we had this kind of stressful drive and then we got to this winery and it was a total letdown. And I was just like, oh my gosh, please. Because I really thought I was going to do it there. And I was like, please do not do it here. So started making all these hints. Like, oh, this place isn't that great. I don't know. Like, I don't know. You're like, are you impressed? I Are you having a good time? Like, I kind of started ragging on the place to try to dampen the mood. Because I was like, please do not do it amongst the food truck and the people in LA hats. I cannot. Oh, my gosh. You're like, I don't actually think this is like a great place to experience a huge life moment. I don't know how you're about it. <laughs> Let me just give you an idea of what this was like. The the server, she goes, she goes, this wine, because we, you know, they do a sampling. She's like, this wine has notes of berries and currant and really whatever it is that you taste. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's related to whatever the truth, lady. <laughs> Absolutely. Whatever the truth, whatever it tastes like. Kagan was asking very basic questions about, you know, what makes this valley so great for winemaking? And she just didn't have a clue. It was so funny. She was she was super nice, but not that knowledgeable. So the experience all around was unimpressive. Look, you and I have both been there when customers at communal, or guests, as we'd say, yeah, when guests at communal would ask about a dish <laughs> and you would just have to pontificate into oh oblivion. Gosh. I mean, the the amount of times I said it has bright flavors 
whatever that means. Honestly, Chandler, there was one time serving at communal when someone asked me what the steak sauce was. And I was like, oh, it's a Worcestershire sauce. I still don't know how to pronounce it. Worcestershire <laughs> sauce. Worcestershire. Oh. What's the base? What and they said, what's the base? This was at a lunch, a lunch service. His Ugh. meal was probably twelve dollars, and I go, oh, just the the traditional base of a, a <laughs> traditional a traditional Worcestershire base. That was my answer, and he was like, and that is question mark. And I said, I'll have to ask the chef. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you fell on your sword. I'm. I thought you would have really hunkered down and given more. Yeah, I mean, like I would have just been like water. <laughs> just elements hydrogen have you ever seen the the periodic table <laughs> that is actually what makes up the base of what's in this sauce I mean I feel like I always struggled to pronounce certain things it was just like at some at times it, oh. could, it was a hellscape working at a farm to table restaurant it's a hellscape people that go there they're just like me they're the worst kind of people they want <laughs> they want to know all the things yep they want a cute experience. They want to get their money's worth, and we don't have the energy to give them their money's worth. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so back to the mediocre winery mm-hmm. that was not ready for your, this moment. Right. So we, we hands up not, you know, we just have a fine time and we leave. We go to the cutest hotel. It's called the Lands of E. Chandler, we have to go. It's within, you know, Ubering distance of a lot of amazing wineries and like all these cool stuff and in solving. So we went to solving for the first two nights because I wanted to hit up a few wineries. I wanted to horseback ride. And I just initially we're going to go to Santa Barbara, but it's an hour plus from all those activities. And so I didn't want us to pay for a million Ubers. Um, Because it would get too expensive. And so I ended up finding this gorgeous hotel in Solving that was close to everything we wanted to do. And so called the Lansby. It's completely remodeled. It's so cute. It was just incredible. And so we got there. Kagan was like loving the hotel. The next morning we go horseback riding. And I was not in any way thinking I was about to be proposed to while going horseback riding for a few reasons. The first is that when I first told Kagan that I was on the itinerary, he said, I don't really want a horseback ride. Or he said, I'm not that keen on it. Is that something you really want to do? And I said, yeah, I love horseback riding. I would love to do that. I think you'll love it. Hold on. You love horseback riding? We went horseback riding in the Cotswolds when we went to England, and it was the highlight of our trip. Okay. It's just so special to, like, get in deep into the countryside of where you're at that you couldn't get to otherwise. Yeah. And honestly, like, I think that we were raised on all family trips. It was literally just, like, restaurant to restaurant. Mm-hmm. And there's something so special about activities. And so I kind of – I try to put more activities in, you know? Wow. That so is – like, lunch place to dinner place yeah that's fair I actually just recently said to mom that I hate vacations with activities and then I just want to go somewhere <laughs> where I can just comfortably lay around for days and on eat. end oh, yeah it's interesting we just have a completely different ideas of vacation so yeah know. exactly good to know so I was intent on doing this activity he was not that into it it was so funny because I had when I was getting ready I had a cute top on and I was just like, I don't really want to wear this in case it gets dirty. I'm just going to take it off. I'm just wear a, a plain t-shirt and my jeans and my Converse. And like, I was just was so not in that zone, not nervous at all. 
because I was pretty sure afterwards he was going to propose at this other winery called Presquil, and it's this insane winery that has like 360 degree views of the Santa Maria Valley, and it's really, really beautiful and like whatever. It's super modern too, which is his style. So I was like, it's probably happening there. Yeah. So anyway, we went horseback riding, and you know the whole the on the way, like on the first half of the ride, I'm just like, King, this is amazing. It's like golden field. You know, I'm just waxing poetic about how beautiful it is. And I'm just in my Cormac McCarthy Hemingway moment, you know, not just so obnoxious. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just, sorry, Lauren, but wow. Hemingway moment. I just, you know, there's something about like the land, the land and, you know, and no, the people I get it. who live on it. And there's just something elemental about that experience. And it's just beautiful. And like, whatever. I, I got very into these things. You know and what? So, For this type of moment in your life, you're allowed to feel all these things. Because yeah, it should feel like all these things. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was, I was just enjoying the horseback ride. And so we got to the top of this ridge. And where we looked out on the valley view. And the so we were with a guide. And he said, oh, let's stop and stretch our legs. And I literally was like, oh, yeah, okay, sounds, I guess that's a thing. Like, we have been riding for a while. It was like an hour and a half ride, or probably an hour into it. And so we got up, we stretched our legs, and Kagan said, I want to take, he's like, I want to take a picture of you looking out. And he said that before. He likes candid-looking photos. He doesn't look like staged-looking photos. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah, great. Thank you for being a good Instagram boyfriend. <laughs> Appreciate you. Boyfriend, keyword. Yeah. Listen up, listeners. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, I turned around and after he had taken the photo and he was on one knee and it was just totally surreal. He like said all these really beautiful things about me and our life and like wanting to start a family and build a life together and like everything you ever wanted someone to say to you. And yeah, it was just so special. So anyway, he had the ring in his finger and he just said, will you marry me? And it was really, really special. And what yeah. would, like when you saw the ring for the first time in real life? Thought. I mean, it was just, so I had picked out the ring people, not the ring itself, but the design. So I told them exactly what I wanted. Chan and I actually went ring shopping in LA together in, uh, back in like, January. We need to get one thing straight. This is the only part of uh, your day that I'm going to take back. Mm-hmm. Um I spotted the ring first. You did spot the ring and we both fell in love with it together. Yeah. That was a special moment for us. It really was. It really was. I'm glad you see it that way. It's like my day too. Yeah, totally. Ugh. Yeah. And we found this ring. Chandler really spotted it first. And it was the thing that was cool about it and was that it just was a beautiful diamond but it was set above, it was set kind of high up because mm-hmm. it had a little hidden halo beneath it. Yeah. So it looked, and it was two tone. So it was platinum uh, prongs. So it really just looked like a diamond, like kind of floating above a really thin gold band. And we both just like, we both tried it on and we're just like gasping. Like my heart like skipped a beat when I first It was like leagues and leagues ahead of everything we'd seen that day. I would totally venture to say. And I, it was so funny because before this all happened, I always thought like, I just want a gold band. I think that'd be so special. You know, just a gold (laughs) band, simple, just a symbolic of the fact that I don't care about materialistic things. It's just us and our love against the world. I just want to mark our union with like a paper string, paper string. With twine, Mm -hmm. maybe like Amazon Prime sticker, like like the the packing tape. We could just make some like twine out of that. I just want to be yours. 
just that blue and black ink, whatever, who cares? No. Just make things worse. No. When these things become reality in your mind, suddenly you turn into someone you hate and loathe. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's just growing up or whatever. But I was looking at rings online and then going shopping. I was like, I actually just really want like a diamond. And <laughs> no, it's like, you're just like, I just actually want a nice big rock. Yeah. I think you, anyway, I'm not even going to say it. So anyway. What? Say it. Uh, you called it a BFD. You were like, it's just important that you have a BFD. Yeah, it's true. And I stand so, by that. You put that on my grave. Yeah. So that's where the, our value system really lies. No, <laughs> not really. It's beyond gorgeous. And yeah, I'm, just, a special I'm so happy that the moment was perfect and you deserve it. Thanks. It was, it was, it was, it was really special. And I felt like you know, it was, it was just cool. It was cool to have that moment and the ring was just gorgeous. And, and then we just had like a blissful few days and just kind of like soaked it all in. And I, we kind of unplugged and, you know, I was obviously like, there's a part of me that wanted to shout it from the rooftops at the beginning, but I, but then I also just was like, I just want to enjoy this and be in this moment. Yeah. I think that totally makes sense. And you should just be able to bask without having to respond to texts or you know obviously you called mom and me and it's actually interesting you didn't call me first you literally called mom which is like I know that's like probably like tradition but I'm like okay like a little hurt by that but you're gonna I mean we called both of our mothers first and we just felt like that was appropriate you know oh appropriate get miss me with that that was that was just the that was the right thing to do and and you and McCall were with mom at the time and you like screamed and were so happy for me so it was really fun and the fun only continues so yada 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 you got the ring you're engaged lottie da Lottie what I'm really interested in is what kind of wedding are you envisioning? Because there's a plethora of weddings styles to choose from, especially if you look at our dear, dear housewives. And I want you to tell it's me true. through that lens what you're envisioning. You know, are you going to go with a backyard shindig like Denise and Aaron? Is that his name? Right? I'm pretty sure they got married at a resort in Malibu. I don't well, know. It looks, like someone's backyard. it looks like someone's backyard. It looks like someone's backyard in Malibu. So. Are you going to go with indoor, dark, moody Bethany peeing in a bucket? Ball, ballroom? Uh, mm-hmm. No. Okay. That's going to be a no for me, dog. Okay. What about Yolanda David Foster wedding? Like, are we going to do a music video on an airplane? Yeah. That, that's that remember part that? of it. Do you remember it. that? No. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Go on your computer. You, you're on your computer. Yeah. Look up Yolanda Foster. Yolanda... Foster airplane David Foster or David oh my gosh oh my gosh yes 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 remember this yes she it's called I love you this is ridiculous everyone you have to watch this it's so funny Kagan would kill me if I did something like that I actually think this would be a great idea I think Kagan is sometimes like a croy and let me and so I think you need to get him. A, Croy is just like adoring and supportive of Kim Zolciak. And I think you need to get the, uh, the portraiture done of yourself like Kim had done, which was a life-size illustration of her naked body. Keegan would kill me. Honestly, this is a funny thing. One time <laughs> for Keegan and I, first Valentine's Day, can I tell the story? Wait, I'm sorry. Can I just say what Kagan's is- here, by the way. What is for dinner? Are you serious? <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> I'm not just like a cook. I'm also like an entertainer. Okay, I'm going to go eat Cheez-Its. 
You are very modern. That's a good idea. Love you. You know, Kagan and I wanted, I think we want to do a big. And so, I mean, you're, is that accurate? I mean, all of these women do a big. So I just want to know what kind of big. I think we want to do like a, like a Mexico, Tulum, maybe. Okay, um, okay. Tulum Resort Wedding on the okay. beach. So you're so not going to be people, like Eddie and Tamara at the montage? Or I mean, Carlton? which one was it? The re- that would be fabulous, but we went to a wedding in Cabo and it was just, it was honestly like one of the highlights. Like it was so fun. Highlights of our lives, kind of, kind of. It was honestly so fun. All of our friends were just like there together for three days, hanging out on the beach. So we had a fun. couple amazing parties and it was like, it was so special. And so we want to do something like that. Something where um, just far enough away, but doable for the people that want to be there. So. I love. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I'll I'll see if I can make it. See if you can make it. Really, you're, I mean. Look, I, I don't get unlimited PTO anymore, so I have to figure out my, oh, yeah. my pay time off schedule. It's also going to be like February. Okay, this is the most hilarious thing. Speaking of our family members and how difficult they are to get a hold of sometimes, like mm-hmm. our mother. I don't actually, did we ever circle back on that story? I don't think we did. To mom being hard to get a hold of? No, we, we actually, I don't think we finished that. Okay, whenever we call our mother, she always is like very busy and only has a couple seconds. She's always like, the pool guy is just about to get here. I have like two minutes. What's up? She always has to go. She's like the first always person because to jump out like, of the conversation. Uh, like I am feel so lucky if I can get on the phone for a solid 10 minutes. Yeah. A solid 10 minutes is gold. Agreed. So funny. Um, but anyway, Chandler, I have to tell you, though, there was a celebrity ending to our trip. What? Which I have, saved, I have saved <gasps> this. Oh my gosh, you um, haven't told me about this yet? I haven't told you about this yet because <gasps> I've saved it for the pod. Oh my gosh. Oh my okay. Gosh, oh my gosh. okay. You're going to die. So we get there. And yeah. we go – our last night, we go to dinner at San Ysidro Ranch, which I, I'm describing to Kagan. I'm like, Kagan, Jackie Kennedy would go here all the time. Mm-hmm. Jackie Onassis Kennedy. Ever heard of her? He's like, not really. Doesn't care. I'm like, have you ever heard of Winston Churchill? He win- He spent winters here. This really? Is a, I didn't know yeah. that. I mean, there's think? a – like Oprah is obsessed with it. San Ysidro Ranch is one, it was named number one traveler's destination by Forbes. Wow, it's insane! And talk I talk about I, dream dinner guests: Winston Churchill, Oprah, and Jackie Onassis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I was trying to talk Kagan into staying there for the whole trip. Fair enough. So we ended up just going for dinner, and he actually was obsessed with it. It was so gorgeous; he couldn't stop talking about it. So we get to dinner. And they lead us down into this like magical garden area with twinkly lights, and it was so oh special. Gosh. And there is Can or Candace is Candace Bushnell, okay, who used to be on Full House. No way! Yes, yes, I do. Okay, what? so there's Candace Bushnell with her husband, which is a pretty pretty major D list. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like, okay, wait, is this the only celebrity you saw? Wait, I I think that. I think that it was her name, Candace Bushnell. I'm like, I'm, maybe it's not Candace Bushnell. Oh, oh no. What was she on? Because I'm looking at a picture of Candace Bushnell uh, and I have no idea who she is. That's an American author uh, that wrote Sex and the Totally wrong question. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, full house. Thinking I'm like going to find this picture and like realize and I'm like, <laughs> Seen this one okay, before. hold on. Okay, Candace Full House. What's her name? Candace Cameron. 
That's who it is. <laughs> Candace Cameron. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. This is who I was so, thinking of. Yeah. Candace Cameron is sitting at the table. This is a non-event. Candace Cameron is great, but I didn't even mention to Kagan that yeah. she was there. Yeah. But then in the corner, a lit by twinkly lights <gasps> were Nick and Vanessa Lachey. No. What? I have to explain to Kagan what 98 degrees was during dinner. Oh my god. That's that's the kind of romantic well, evening we had. And they just produced Love is Blind. I, we watched Love is Blind together. I was like, do you remember yes. the host from Love is Blind? The host who said, and obviously, I'm Nick oh, Lachey. That's how every famous episode, is. yeah. And obviously, I'm Nick Lachey. He was so clueless, but this is so funny, Chan. Vanessa was in a total, like, Ula Johnson puff sleeve dress, very a la Courtney. Oh, really? So I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. She looked like she had been styled by Courtney. It was so funny. Interesting. Um, huge puff sleeves. She looks stunning in person nick lachey looks exactly like nick lachey yeah which honestly i'm not into nick lachey nick lachey is like the opposite of my type yeah i got a blurry photo oh my god that was actually just an accident because i was too afraid that they were gonna get mad at me for taking photos of the celebrity so i didn't but anyway yes so nick and vanessa lachey were in one corner kagan's always like embarrassed when i tell people about this he's like thinks it's so lame that i care oh my gosh kagan this is your life now like it or not like this is who I am. You're just a Candace Bushnell adoring now. <laughs> Candace Cameron, Nick and Vanessa Lachey. This is the sea we're swimming in together. Wow. It was a really, really it was a special meal. Celebrities like that sure. drive to Santa Barbara or do they take a helicopter? It was a special I wanna say it was a special meal because the restaurant was really delicious and we had a, like a lot of romantic moments, just whatever, but not because the D listers were there. Uh, sure. That was just made it fun, and I couldn't wait to say it on the pod. And okay. sorry, what was your question? Do you think they drive there? Or do you think they take a helicopter? They definitely drive. They Are definitely you sure? drive. Yes, I guess maybe. Okay. Yes, without a doubt. <sighs> wow. Well, truly, what a oh, week yeah. it's been for you. What a week. I mean, I yeah, I am over the moon and glowing. So I hate to be, I'm, I'm, I feel, already feel so obnoxious. I hate myself even hearing the story. I'm sorry. Well, it's your sorry. moment. You get to bask in it. And next week we won't bring it up. So everyone. We won't bring it up. Yeah. We won't bring it up. I'm trying to think of anything even close to monumental happened to me this week. Yeah. What's going on with you? I haven't even asked. This is, I'm already an annoying bride. I'm like just talking about myself. Who are you again? You know, I ordered some bras and I returned them. Oh, wow. You're following in the great tradition of Blessed Sisters, returning basically everything they buy. Exactly. I think I, I tried an energy drink that I like. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. What? I started watching this great show that I highly, highly recommend. It was recommended to me by a coworker. It's called Baskets. It's Baskets. fantastic if you like Arrested Development, if you're into, like, absurd comedies. It's about a failed clown who has to resume his clown work in Bakersfield, California. And it sounds terrible. It's dark and hilarious and it's perfect. Okay, that sounds awful. It's called Baskets. Everyone should watch it. It's very, very funny. You still have not given me your HBO Max login so I can watch oh, love life. that well, dating. Love Life, yeah. Uh, bad, too bad for you. I actually canceled it. <laughs> Did you seriously? Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to pay 15 bucks for this. I already watched the series. It's really good. That show is really good, too. Is the subscription already expired? Yeah, definitely. You're going to have to shovel out the 15 bucks. Uh, sorry about okay. it. I'm sorry, guys. This episode has really just been a tale of my, you know, 
This is the first time I, I got to hear the engagement story full on. So I appreciate you telling it, sis. Oh, thanks. Well, thanks for listening. And unfortunately, probably all of our listeners have turned off the podcast by now. Yeah. But thank you to any of you who have stuck it out this far. You know, and honestly, even if it's just our dear, sweet editor, Katie, who's new, uh, shout out Katie, who is literally the perfect person to- Saving our lives. Saving our lives. She's climbing aboard the pop apologist- a ship of nonsense and I just really appreciate her she first of all is already a go-to about pop culture I worked with her I went to school with her and I worked with her in LA and she just got me like we're in sync we're constantly we've got our finger on the pulse and there were certainly people we went we worked with who didn't have their finger on the pulse so we really rose to the top because of that and I couldn't be more thrilled that she's joining us as our dear editor. She, yeah, I'm so beyond thrilled that Katie's on board, and it's the hugest relief because editing this podcast was taking me a long of time with my lack of skill set. <laughs> so, she's truly a lifesaver. Truly, Chandler. Is there any drama or anything happening? I feel like it's actually been a slow week in the celeb gossip land, which is kind of a perfect week to just. Bro- you know, accost our listeners with crap they didn't want to listen but to. Just, but just, yeah, more nonsense. I think, guys, we're going to release a special episode. Maybe we can do it this weekend of just talking about your reviews because we have had a lot of thoughtful reviews and we want to give them a little bit of love. The nicest reviews, and this is another thing though, is we also did a, a giveaway and part of the giveaway was putting in a review. And because of that, we got way more reviews than we used to. And so we don't want to have a 30-minute soliloquy with all of our reviews. So we'll maybe do a special episode where we read those. I think we got to do a, a 10, 10 B episode 10 B. I like it. Okay. Well, Lauren, what an episode. It's nice to know that you've fully given yourself over to the archaic notion of marriage and truly I couldn't be happier. Thank you. I cannot wait. I'm very, I'm glowing and very, very happy. And I promise to be less happy and less annoying next episode. <laughs> Wait, are you going to take his last name? What's your Absolutely. Plan? Okay. What's your name going to be? My name is going to be Lauren Atkinson. Ugh, it's so darling. It's so, so darling. Just like, and Kagan just said, better believe it. Aw. Okay, so, let's go. Yeah. I'm going to end this before okay, I sorry. Like, it's over. start to cry. We're, we're leaving. Bye, you guys. Love you. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at popapologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus' wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books found in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. 